ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. David? Yeah, can't do so I've got a hot water. I've got You're a on the on the corona. Cold, crisp corona. You're on the hard stuff. <laughs> I'm on the weak stuff. Yeah, real men drink coronas. So this year, <laughs> what we're gonna dive into then? What should we dive into? You wanted to talk about the devil's lettuce, marijuana. Oh, Mary Jane, sweet Mary Jane. What did Graham Hancock say again? Graham Hancock calls it the um ah the um oh, what's it what's the word he says again? Graham Hancock about it? I called it like a cruel mistress. Oh the cruel mistress, that's what cruel it is. Cruel mistress. I, I, that's probably a good place to stop because we've been having we've been doing having lots of different weird and wacky experiences. But with weed in particular, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people don't talk about how marijuana is it's something that shouldn't be abused you know i think i've i've been guilty of this in the past where i've i've spoke about it on the podcast and stuff and i've just sort of freely spoke about you know you know what it's like it's with psychedelics it's sort of uh it's stigmatized in a cool way you know you yeah. just throw the words out there in a in a cool way like i've took psychedelics look at this look at me this was my experience it was mad but i think there's a what I've understood now from my experiences is a great importance in actually having consciousness and mindfulness around it because um, I think especially especially in particular with weed I think it, my personal opinion I know a lot of people might disagree with this but I feel like it's a it is a powerful medicine and it's yeah. something that should be I mean through my experiences it should be in a, a setting where you can trust somebody where you can feel safe yeah definitely um they say that if you don't if you don't use weed with intention, it um it just brings up aspects from your subconscious that maybe you're not ready to deal with yet. Um, my first experience with weed really when I like I I used to smoke quite a bit back in 2015, but it was in 2016 when I um I realized that when I was in a, like a safe setting where I felt safe around someone that I felt really close to and safe with, um I noticed that my perception of reality was broadening so like I remember lying in bed and thinking about how the room was made up of atoms and how each atom is like 99.9999% empty space mm-hmm. so then I started to think about how therefore nothing is really solid and I started to really comprehend like the non-physical force that's that's kind of guiding everything and I think when people start to think like that from for like the first time when your perceptions start broadening it is quite a scary and experience and it can make people paranoid so definitely what you were saying about like doing it in a safe setting around people that you trust because I have I've smoked in the settings where I haven't felt very comfortable with the people I'm around and it definitely does exacerbate the kind of shadow aspects of yourself that um you know that aren't 
aren't too comfortable around other people and it kind of exacerbates their own shadow aspects yeah it's a it's all just a big mirror really. we we, def- we said this last time i think we we were speaking about this a few days ago and we're talking about the aspect of how it seems to be that marijuana or weed brings it, it sort of brings up the subconscious you know it's it's, it's one of the medicines that gets deep to the subconscious and to the deep shadow work whereas i feel like um you know for example mushrooms and things like that take you to um a higher but you know that i feel like the blast you're off beyond beyond the body sort of say the yeah. beyond, uh, blast you're off beyond the shadow work it takes you into sort of the bliss into the highs you know into the, into the bliss do you, do you feel that yeah well we were watching the midnight gospel the other night and uh it's that duncan Tr- i don't know who clancy the character is voiced by duncan trussell in the um it is classic. in that show he said that he makes the comparison that taking psychedelics is like getting inside an elevator and it can take you up to the top floor with these beautiful states where all is one and everything like that. But eventually you're going to have to come back down and, you know, you're in traffic and you're shouting at people and things like that. And that is um, something I've really noticed. I think weed is a very powerful tool in like doing shadow work. I've had a lot of very important realizations when I have been high and um, some of them really hard, but it does it does get you to face like those kind of shadowy aspects of yourself that you do push away. Or that have been pushed away by conditioning whereas um with the psychic like magic mushrooms dmt i've never done dmt but i've done psilocybin truffles um they take you up to the higher vibrational states and for me i think that was a good thing because i never had access to that state before so it gave me some sort of direction of where i wanted to be heading in my life and where i wanted to go as a person like you know where it kind of gave me a model for how I wanted to shape my behavior towards. It's interesting because, you know, you talked about them high, higher vibrational states. It's interesting because I think a lot of people don't get access to, to them high vibrational states. You know, I've felt, that, I've felt that levels through taking psychedelics. I've also felt it through my own, through my own journey, my awareness heightening and, and getting more and heightened. And I feel it more and more in my, my daily life. I don't have to take psychedelics and stuff. I can feel that, that sort of, that, that, that state of higher awareness all the time. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think that, you know, um, I think a lot of context for it in the Monday in the Monday world in our lives, we sort of you can get like wrapped up, you know, in the minutia, you know, of life, you know, like yeah. th- you you get wrapped up in the like the nine to five job and and stuff like that, and things start weighing you down because everyone's got stuff that they're working on, you know, we all have stuff that we're working on, yeah, and um, it can, I think the mind can start, you know, playing tricks on you and starts getting you, it starts putting you more in the thick in your mind, yeah, but I think that um having that general awareness that of like what you truly are because i think that's what it does you know when it takes you when the psychedelics take you to that high vibrational state it um it shows you like a it, it, it changes the blueprint of what you think you are and i think having that blueprint holding that space of that blueprint in your mind it's a lot um it's a lot harder to get caught up in the in the in the bullshit yeah definitely and i like how you described it as a blueprint because that's what it is, really is mm-hmm. it's kind of a a map to where you want to be heading how you want to shape yourself as a person when when we before when we're talking about the the, like the subconscious aspect of, of marijuana i mean you might you might disagree with me on this but something that i've been learning especially over the last few months we've been working with it with the medicine i feel like i think it's an importance to if you are going to indulge in psychedelics you know which obviously a lot of people who listen to this podcast are going to for me on my journey at the moment i feel like it might be good to to not overindulge in say for example a medicine that takes you deep into, this, into the unconscious all the time i feel like you have to you might have to mix it up at times like with a like say like a high vibrational psychedelic like say mushrooms that takes you takes you more out there and expands your consciousness 
because I think maybe I, I don't I mean I might be wrong on this but I think for me personally when, we, when I've been when I've had experiences with marijuana I feel like it it can stretch you so far out there um, and sometimes maybe give you too many diff- too many things to, to work on whereas yeah. when you take mushrooms or something like that it's like you all, it's the information's a bit more all known yeah so I think it's important to 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 not just get caught up in, in diving too deep into a one that takes you into subcon- too much into the subconscious. Definitely, I think it's important like reach a state of equilibrium, equilibrium, um, whatever you're taking. You know, if if you are taking weed quite a bit, just lay off it for a bit. You know, get let yourself get to a natural sober state, mm. and then you know if you want to start exploring again, start exploring again. But it's, I think I have been very guilty of this of like getting too too deep into the um, to the weed and just you know totally abusing it what it's meant for which uh, it's the same with anything you can abuse coffee no, you can abuse anything so um just reaching a state of equilibrium once you've once you've like Terence McKenna says once you've received the message hang up the phone kind of thing and then go delve back if you want to go searching again it's funny because you are somebody who once since i've met you you're very you're very will have an ex we'll, we'll do we'll take weed or something we'll have this profound experience and as soon as we ha- as soon as we've had the experience we're like ah oh, we'll take a break we'll have a little bit <laughs> or whatever experience whatever whatever we're experiment with yeah and then a couple of days later you're like i think we should do another one she would <laughs> she would do it again <laughs> uh, that is me because my mind's like always wanting to ask why like i always want the thing is that's the kind of thing that causes a lot of anxiety with me because I ask my mom used to call me Laura why as a kid because I used to ask so many questions but the thing is even my gene keys say this um it's like because I ask so many questions I'm never going to be satisfied because the answer always sparks another question Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of my personality that maybe you know gets me into trouble a bit because it's I do find that I'm overly analytical about a lot of things no I feel that and I think sometimes for me what I've analyzed with my own self when I when I bring up that d- dilemma, is it is it maybe too much? I've also questioned the fact of that. Is it just my sort of my ego or the monkey mind being scared to to d- to dive even deeper? You know, because it is it is a scary thing when you start as you know you start unraveling these different deeper patterns within yourself. It gets a bit scary. Yeah. But at the same time, on the other side of that, I've to, um, that's the other voice that's sort of speaking. It's sort of saying that you know we're in a because for me sometimes when we get so we get so pulled for, so far out, I feel like. I've been questioning the process because there's a, there's a, I think there's a reason why we're in the human experience, you know? There's a reason why we're um, in these sort of meat suits now. You're I'm Dan, you're Laura. And uh, I think there's an importance to that. And I think sometimes when... Because I, sometimes the psychedelics, the, especially the experience we've been having, they can stretch us so far out that I, I don't feel like I've got enough time to, to bridge the gap to... To, back to the physical. And I think there's an importance because I, I think if you're going... If you're always going f- far out there all the time, how can you how can you like bring that back into this into the world like with, with your interactions with your friends and your family and yeah. stuff like that i think there's an a i don't know maybe like i said maybe it's the there's a there's a part of myself that is a little scared boy as well but there's also a, a an analytical part that is trying to understand that that this whole all this work needs to be it needs to be slow you know you can't just like and you can't just like sort of drop it um all, all of a sudden like the truman show just drop rain on everyone and just blast them like put ayahuasca in the water stream or something and just blast everyone open because I wouldn't know what to do with it you know it's it's got to be like sort of a slow process slow integrative process no definitely I agree (laughs) (laughs) got nothing to add to that Um, I'll tell you something I will will talk about though I want to take a drink of my honey first though I want to talk about the weed experience that we had with um, you know we had the experience where because something that 
I know that we've been experiencing a lot is, you know, because I think when you have these, I know we're just talking about weed here in general, but it's um, because that's the, obviously what we've been using a lot to 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 to, practice, to, to get to them deeper levels of ourselves. But for me, this this level of awareness can, and it can be achieved through. I mean, for me, a lot of these levels of awareness that, that I've been that I can achieve through psychedelics. And this is just speaking from my own personal journey. I can and I can hundred percent achieve these states just through me just sitting with myself. If if I but it's it's about creating a creating the intention within the space within my mind in a safe space. You know I can and, and it's also as well the 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 people that I'm with as well. You know it's it's yeah. everything intertwined and intermixed. But I can uh, hit these uh, deep levels of awareness very fast. But what we've been experiencing is 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 that because I find that the medicine or the experience that you're having, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through um, psychedelics, you can, I feel like the way that you, um, it's hard to explain this, but just like yoga, you know, you have yoga poses and certain yoga poses affect different aspects of the body and can, can work through different traumas and different tensions and things like that. I feel like when you're having these deep experiences, even the position and the move in the position of your body can affect the experience. So when so a lot of time I'll be in the meditation pose. Say, well, if, for example, for taking weed or something, and it feels like the work that's being done is different to the work that w- is being done when I'm on my back. Mm. So, for example, when it felt like more, um, it felt like it was more sort of a, when I was med- in a meditation pose, it felt like the experiences were like more a oneness experience, like sort of tapping into my true higher self and, and true power. But when I'm lying on my back, it feels like a more integrative work. Uh, what's the word? Inter- integrative. Integrative. Yeah. Where it's healing. So, for example, I remember that experience I had where I was lying on the floor on the yoga mat, and I was just basically completely surrendered. And maybe that's a part of it as well, because that the, you know the corpse pose, that's a surrender pose. Yeah. You know, it's like what, what you do at the end of yoga when you your body you've worked every single muscle in your body. You know, and you eating that because that's what yoga was designed for. Yoga was the original purpose of yoga was designed to to that for the aspect of the shavasana you know at the end that was the importance of the practice but yoga would be the unlocking of the body and the mind to get to that place where you could completely surrender yourself so when i was lying on my back i had this experience where i mean i know i told you about this but i'm just speaking about for the listeners where um i had this you know it was like a red light that's the only way i could describe it there was like a red light in my gut and there was one around sort of like me lower um me lower crotch part of my body and I remember it coming up so vividly and it was like, because when these things come through and we've spoke about this many times, it's beyond language, you know, it's like, it cuts straight to the known. And um, it was basically just communicating in a way that was telling us that there's, there's something not right here, something needs to be healed. And I remember that, and I've done enough um, practices now that when the energy, and I know energy sounds like a weird word, you know, when people say, I can feel the energy, man. But it's like, it's hard to describe this, but it's... um. You know, it's 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 beyond of language, but basically, just something takes over. You know, the higher self, and you you feel the, the vibrational state in your body change yeah. change. You know, and something came over us in that time. And like I said, I've had enough experience to understand that the breath is a great um is a great tool to be able to move the energy into certain parts of the body. And as this tension as this tension was highlighted through the shavasana pose, I literally just sort of took a deep breath in, and intuitively just blew it down in my body and it was sort of like a million billion shards of just glass just like sort of not glass but that's just only the best way i can use it it was just like and whatever needed healing was was removed from the body and i feel like that i think like this knowledge you know this is what i want to talk about i know this is a long rant 
but um i feel that this this um this knowledge is is something that has been lost within civilization you know i know that you're reading the book now uh, supernatural by joe dispenza which is a cracking book but this is like leading towards this ability that it's inherent ability as us as human beings have always had and i think that maybe psychedelics are just um they're not just you know there is a biological compound that's affecting affecting your experience you know we're we're made of we're made of chemicals as terence mckenna says but i think there's a there's also like a, a belief aspect in that you know where i feel like maybe when you take psychedelics psychedelics is taking you to the inherent ability that we already have and it's just maybe bridging that point of the the subconscious aspects yourself that don't fully quite believe that maybe in too much programming or patterning but i from my own experience what i've been feeling now is that i know that that we all have the ability to to tap into that them high states of awareness whenever we want if we do have a physical ailment and for me personally i think it's just about you know it will unravel through your journey as you as you become more awakened but i think it's you have to like make um make that exploration an importance in your life you know you have to make time to just to meditate and sit with yourself because when i'm not meditating um and i get off track you know like fucking about that in your mind's all over the place and doing stuff that i shouldn't be doing it's um it's hard to tap into that that aspect of the awareness you know and i think it's that's all i'm trying to say anyway i think it's important to you know to these deeper awarenesses are accessible but you have to like make it an importance in your life just like you would go into the gym and doing pull-ups you know definitely i found that um yoga has been really helpful for me to give a have a few days where i don't do yoga i can really tell in the quality of my thoughts and how my body feels um but i think society is set up in the way to like keep everybody distracted busy under a constant state of stress so they don't really have that time to tune into themselves and learn how to witness and respond rather than just unconsciously react to whatever process that's happening in their body um i liked what you were saying before about you know um this the corpse pose shavasana being like a a surrender because when we were doing that weird experience when i i was sitting up and something intuitively told me that i needed to lie down and surrender and when i started to surrender i could feel my nervous system shaking from the inside like really like intensely mm-hmm. um i have experienced that before and i knew like i i just told myself this is healing this is my nervous system releasing any stagnant energy that needs to be released so when when i was shaking profusely um it's like my, my jaw was going my arms my legs everything was going but i just i knew i knew internally that there was a healing process happening and i think that's one good thing about weed for me is that because i grew because I developed a, a way of being in childhood that told me that it wasn't safe to be in my body, weed kind of bridged that gap for me that, you know, it was helped me feel more safe in my body and my environment. So weed has been like a very important healing tool for us. Um, well, I don't want to discuss the, the shaking aspect a bit because he, that's what animals do in the wild you know if a gazelle's been chased by a lion i don't know if gazelles live near lions but that's the examples <laughs> i'm using i know what you mean though animals yeah. do that when they're in a state yeah. of like um uh, when they get hurt they do that you know they shake to repair the repair the organs in the in the in the body and stuff yeah but um if they've been like chased by something and they've got away they'll shake to kind of release that stagnant or oh, that the endorphins the and stuff endorphins like that. that have been released and so um, after I'd had that shaking experience on the floor, when I got up, I noticed that my sense of touch was heightened. I know I noticed that I was more grounded in my body. I noticed um, 
you know, I felt more safe inside myself and that hasn't really went since that experience. So I know it was like a really powerful tool for healing. When you were, when you were saying before about the, um, the shaking aspect, it's funny because I mean, I know through the experiences that we've had, I've definitely, we, we've had, I've definitely learned that, that, because I thought in the past that when, you know, when the body was shaking through these, through these experiences, I thought it was a sense of the ego trying to hold on. You know, that like when you have these deep experiences and you get this profound knowledge, the, the sort of, you, you feel the, the levels of the, the ego wanting to hold on to maybe an aspects of that you don't want to surrender to that you've maybe need to work on or, or maybe what you think you are or something, you know? Yeah. So I've thought that, and I've had experiences where I've, obviously psychedelics have took us to the point of where of death, you know, and I've wanted to hold on to the physical reality so much that I haven't surrendered that the I've felt the body shaking. But I think that what I've learned, I think you're right, because I think what it, what it is, is that it is, the body is using the shaking aspect to bridge the gap between the metaphysical work that needs to be done to the physical in that moment. And that's why I think the body is shaking because it's, it's shaking out them, them, uh, the, the points of tension through the traumas that the body's, the body's stored up and held because everything in this world is, um, I mean, this. I'm not going to like start speaking and saying that the whole world's toxic, but but to, to sense it is, you know. Yeah. We're constantly being bombarded with, bombarded with so much crap all the time that the body holds up so much tension and energy. I mean, even remember last night, I mean, yesterday I was having, you know, when you have them bad days sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, we, me and you do this thing where we, you know, we give on a night time before we go to sleep, we, we give give each other massages and not the type of massages that you're thinking about. <laughs> That's not, I'm not talking about them type of massages. Dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but the type, you know, the, the type of massages that, um, that we, you, you just don't realise how much they, um, you know, for example, I was going through, like, I go back to the story, I was going through a period where I had so much tension built in my body and I could feel the tension built up in my body. And I think the more you get in tune with that as well in your life, you start building a like a, um, an ability to feel when the body's holding too much tension in certain parts. And I think in the Monday world's designed in a way to 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 not allow you to access them levels because you know the foods that we eat and um, the way that we we our living environments so we we we, um, we don't move our bodies enough. So we haven't developed that awareness to be able to tune at them levels. But the more you go down the path and the more you tune at them levels, you start feeling when the body needs to have a massage, when you know you need to have a bit self care on the system. And the simple act of the overnight when you when you give me that massage, I could just like I could literally feel from an energetic level, I could feel the, the tension leaving me but leaving me body. Yeah. I think that's important thing important point like we're, we're told to kind of externalize everything and I think um a big part of the awakening process is, is kind of taking taking ownership of your of your own self how you react emotionally your your own thoughts um who you are as a person what you eat those sorts of things it's kind of taking ownership and not saying oh you know it's it's my job why I feel so shitty about myself it's my relationship it's this it's that it's the traffic Um, big part of the awakening process is kind of um, just looking inward and taking responsibility for how you feel about yourself and diving into those deeper aspects of just asking yourself why you know why do I feel this way and it's not in go past the surface level stuff which is like oh you know because this person said this to me like well how did that make you feel I think um I like in Ziggy Marley's song, he says, stress is a tool of oppression. Um, I just feel like the most of society is living in a perpetual state of stress. 
and it is it is kind of a luxury in this day and age to kind of have that time to sit and reflect and you know look I don't know just observe yourself observe your thoughts a lot of a lot of the way things are set up is kind of just prevent you from doing that from how like addictive smartphones are to the alcohol ironically um and stuff are provided um it's to kind of numb you out from that sort of aspect of yourself that's on, I know you said there in a way like because obviously you got alcohol on the table but you said in a way that alcohol like alcohol sort of a part of that it is a part of it you know but it can as you know it can be done it, these things can be done in moderation you know if you yeah. bring you can bring consciousness to everything but it's you know it's it's when consciousness isn't brought to these things and there hasn't been a, a, an awareness developed around um over over abusing certain areas of the human experience that's that's when it comes it comes a detriment to who you are you know remember when we were um the other day when we drove outside the the supermarket and we would watch we analyzed every single person in the um everyone with the masks on and stuff and buzzing just they were just buzzing around so fast in that state of like because that's a state of fight or flight you know yeah. i felt in my life my, my life when i'm when i'm at my point where at the place of i would call it no mind you know where i'm not you know i just haven't got the i haven't created the space with inside the self to i don't even know what you call it but i haven't just created that space inside myself to 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 to, to, to function in a way that's a true human being because when you in that in that in that space with inside yourself where you know i've got this to do i've got that to do i need to get in here and then i need to get the tea on i need to do this i need to do that you your thoughts can't function correctly and you just you morph into that into that machine like that machine like human that's no longer feeling and sensing anymore you just you're just on like a um, program that's just yeah. spitting you spitting out I've definitely noticed that within myself like when I've been doing yoga and now that I'm feeling like more in touch with my body I'm noticing like the difference between the left and right side of my body so even now I'm like I try pick things up with my left hand more when I would normally go for my right just to kind of I don't know switch up my patterns a bit because it's it's an unconscious process that I've developed just to use my right hand mostly because it's my dominant hand like I'm in the mornings I've been trying to use my left hand to brush my teeth it's a lot harder but it's it's kind of breaking those ingrained patterns that we've all had throughout our lives and it takes you out of that autopilot state and kind of I don't know it makes you experience the present more present moment more full, fully mm. have you um I was again I don't know if I talked about this before about I think I told you about the study about the um did I, did I tell you about the study about the uh, the, the art of trying something new about how it fires and why is new new connections I don't think you I can't remember know. but I'll just basically describe it for people who haven't heard it but there was a it was a, 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 an experiment that was done where they had two groups of people, right? It was jugglers. And they had one group of jugglers that, that basically, you know, both both groups, sets of jugglers basically practice the art of juggling. But a, a, set, a set of jugglers um, at the end of the experiment could actually juggle and some of the people who who did the experiment couldn't juggle still in the end. And the, the question that was proposed at the end was who, out of the two groups of people, the ones who could juggle at the end and the ones who couldn't, who was the ones who learned the fastest? And the question is, it was it was neither, you know, both of them learned they learned the same because it was just the fact, the act of trying a new skill that fired the exact same neurons in the mind that created the new new neural connections in the mind. Yeah. So it's like I think I think a crucial thing is is and, and, and this is what I've noticed in my life. I know we get in these perceptual patterns where you keep doing the same stuff again and again and again, but it is key to to just um, to change your patterns up a bit. You know, I like. Um, you know something, something. So I haven't done this as much, but something I like doing every now and again is I like sleeping at the wrong side of the bed. 
Yeah. I, it's just something so similar like yeah. that. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but it's just something like a. It just it just feels it just feels different. Or like um, you know, all I like I like just mix up a practice that I normally do. You know, if I if I trained in a certain way, I would just completely randomly just switch it up and start and and try doing something else. No, I like that. I've been doing that a little bit more, like putting on different music. You know, I normally have my go-to playlist that I kind of breathe the hell out of, but I've been trying to listen to different music just to kind of switch up, switch up things a bit. And I think I am, I am guilty of like kind of getting stuck in the same patterns. You know, I wake up, I, I go for a jog, I do yoga, but I think I need to like, you know, try something different in my day to day. There is a, there is a practice only in the discipline of that though as well. You know, there's, I know I'm like contradicting myself again, but there is a, also a, because you know a lot of people think that you know especially in the community of self-help and stuff the thing like you know when people say you need discipline to do this you need discipline to do that things do take discipline they definitely do but i think there's a um you know i've heard this before you know when people say like how because the monday world's always after them immediate pleasures when it comes to discipline but a lot of people don't actually realize that through cultivating discipline more greater pleasures can come you know because you know in the moment when you eat say if you eat a ship, a ship bit of food or something like that you're going to get that in me everyone everyone if someone eats a mcdonald's now you're going to get that feeling of like you know the, the chemical response in the body that this tastes good you know yeah. this tastes amazing but you know if you and obviously and if you're in, in, in a moment where you could get a choice to pick mcdonald's and you don't pick it you're not going to see you're going to think that like you've deprived yourself of that immediate pleasure but in the long run eventually over time as that discipline's craved as you don't choose to do that option you'll start to feel different um long, longer lasting pleasures in your body you know definitely i remember telling people i used to work with that like um that i think a salad isn't like infinitely more satisfying than eating a pizza mm. and they seem perplexed by the idea of like eat, a salad could be more satisfying than a pizza but it's like you know when you when you start to change up your patterns and change the way you eat it's like um you know there's you notice your senses are heightened you know it's different flavors more it's not just like you, you're not just sho- shoving like ten thousand carbs down your throat it's like um it's a more intense deeper pleasure no, i don't you know, you know before you know before when we're talking about the the weed experience yeah i want to dive a bit more of that because it's hard for me sometimes you know when i've been having these these big experiences and stuff because the, the thing is is that i know i haven't it's hard for me sometimes you know when we do the podcast and stuff i've spoke to you this many times how do i convey across some of these big experiences that i'm having and it's quite a hard hard thing to to bridge these gaps of like how do i explain it you know because i know it sounds the what half my mind's thinking that i know it sounds crazy and too far out there and some people maybe just haven't even got the contextual understanding to to understand what i'm even talking about yeah. or they might hear it in a different way and i get that you know because in the past if someone was talking about some of these big experiences that i've been having they wouldn't understand but i've been having these big experiences where like i said before i know i can take psychedelics and i can achieve these these uh, these amazing experiences where the body starts healing healing itself and these deep levels of awareness can come through i can i can also be with a certain person and help them heal their certain things but i think like what i've learned over the last few years is that especially with all this all these different experiences i've been having through these deeper states of awareness i feel like we all have that and we all have this inherent ability ability to to access these states but they've just been like you know they've for some reason or not you know we've uh, graham hancock says this we're, we're a species with amnesia but i feel like we have 
them senses with inside of ourselves are all are all lying dormant you know yeah. and i think in the monday world now it's it is it is going to start over the next few years i think you know when people talk about the awakening and stuff i feel like the awakening is people coming more in tune with them senses you know because a true awakening for me is going to come through um come through the individual yeah. you know the individual like you know not having to rely on a on a medical system anymore that is outdated you know and you can rely upon yourself to heal certain aspects within yourself. You can also, you can, if you're in touch with it, you can help and navigate the, the, that plane of consciousness with people around you. And it comes for, and then obviously that awareness as well comes for the way that you, you manage your money, the way that you manage your stress levels, the way you manage your health, everything like that. So I think the, I think the awakening that is coming is like an, is an individual awakening. You know, it's, of course it's going to look like a mass awakening event, um, in the grand scheme of things in the later on down the line but i definitely think at the minute the awake one of the big awakening that's happening is individually so many different people are having these little bits of tadgets of experiences where you know they're in the room or something and um, the, t- the experience the t- they're taking psychedelics and um, they're having experiences where they're feeling tingles down the body they're shaking they're working on things you know they're working on past relationships they're they're, they're starting to feel um deep profound moments where the universe is starting to speak to you you're having synchronicities and i think this is what the where the awakening is really at you know it's in it's on these little individual tangents where eventually collectively it is gonna it's gonna blossom into something beautiful but it, i think it's hard um because i've been in this position because i know i'm on i do a podcast and i vocally speak about these things so in a, in a weird way it sort of creates that that community awareness for myself and for other people but i think a lot of people are don't, probably don't get a, a general understanding of, of how many people out there are going through these little things sometimes people think that they're, they're alone in this whole experience you know of having these experiences but it's from through people especially you know who reach out on the podcast and stuff there's so many people who are reaching out to you and oh, i'm having this experience where my ears are popping you know or i'm getting these deep messages in every moment where i'm meeting somebody or something like that and i don't know after i just feel like um the awakening is 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 here you know it's like individual basis like yeah. that it's the it's bringing forward the shadow of inside yourself definitely it's like it's um all happening on an individual basis i think it was sad guru who said like um someone asked him how do it what's the plan to change the world what's the plan he's like i'm sticking to my plan you stick to your plan and i think if everyone you know gets in alignment with their higher mm-hmm. self um you know there's a high, there's something higher than us that's orchestrating this um, if we all get into alignment with ourselves, um, that plan's going to unfold the way it is. You know, it's like we're all going to be little pieces of a grand puzzle piece. And I think, um, I think a lot of a lot of that at the moment is going to be speaking our own truths, even if it is uncomfortable around for other people around you. Um, I wouldn't like. I've had this in my own life where it's like I'm worried I'm going to be called crazy. You know, I remember when I was going through my awakening process and I was telling people around me that I was like having out of body experiences seeing aliens seeing beings and I remember just their eyes just being like and not knowing what to say back um but I think if we're the more open and honest we are with the people around us and online and things like that the more it's going to allow people's space to be open and honest with their own experiences and it's going to be a catalyst for the gr- the greater awakening the greater unfold and that's going to happen no, I, I think for, i thought about this right and i think for too long 
because that's a beautiful point what you said there about that in you know the more that more people do just have the courage to speak about these things you're going to also you're also going to find more and more beautiful people and you're going to create your own beautiful community that that naturally happens you know because someone who you probably don't want to think that you don't want to talk about this because they might take the mick out here or something uh, or laugh at you behind your back they might also be thinking the same thing because i've found that a lot a lot of times but i think there's a um you know i think there's a I think for too long we've we've lowered our frequency, you yeah. know. You've, we've lowered our frequency. I think we're at a time now where more and more people have this knowledge and ha- are having these experiences, and you need to you need to step up and raise raise your vibration. I know it is important to meet people around your lives, but you know it's. I think you can't be dimming your light for too long because if you keep dimming your light around you all the time that's also doing a disjustice to the to the people around you because through my understanding as i've raised my vibration you know in my life and i've also you know been more open and been more um had the ability to obviously in a conscious way do this you know especially if you with family members who aren't open to this but do it more in a conscious way and maybe plant that seed you will find uh, in a few weeks time or three months even two years three years four years eventually the way that this place is set up, it in a because it is a metaphysical place, it's not a physical place. You know, it will f- um, not not the right words, not force, but it'll elevate seeds in their mind yeah. to 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 rise to that. Because yeah. we're constantly, you know, what I've learned over the last few months and years is that we're constantly making new worlds all the time. You know that you know how the how they have the theory that that um you know that constant right now as we're doing this podcast there's another dan and laura there's another dan and laura there's another dan and laura there's another one there's another one another one you know there's a dan that's drinking a crown and a a laura that's drinking the honey and hot water (laughs) (laughs) but you know and i think that we we constantly have this ability to we're nudging ourselves into these parallel realities all the time you know i think you have like a you know you have a a laura maybe that's like you know that's you know that's not not thinking about these topics and you have a laura who's maybe you know doing something else with her life you know but i think we have the ability we're always creating new worlds all the time that's what i'm trying to say basically and i think by us honoring what we're at now instead of just ignoring that and, and going nah, i'll i'll dim my light a little bit just so i can fit in with this group of people or i'll dim my light so i can associate with my family i think we have to like you have to honor that that vibration that you're at and keep pushing keep pushing it up keep pushing it up yeah. and you will find that through that the world around you will start rising with you and emerge and it'll cr- and you'll create the path that you want to create definitely um i just feel like i want to say like you know if when people are going through this awakening process um especially for those around them since you're awakening to a deeper aspect um it is going to trigger a lot of people around you it's going to be parts of them that were kind of dismissed and shut away as a child so you know i don't know i just feel like i need to say like if you know if someone is going through this at the moment and they are feeling like they want to start having these conversations with people around them i would say don't be disheartened if people start going oh you're crazy you're mentally ill because just understand that that's their own you know shadows coming out their own insecurities their own programming because um you know as children we do go through a lot of a lot of programming about who us like who we are as ourselves and I just feel like um when we start opening up more it does it does naturally trigger people around you and people will also like try to if if you have a conversation with them it, it can kind of go too deep too quickly and so people will try bring the the frequency down by you know saying something personal or something like that or making a joke or, something. or making a joke just to try to bring the frequency back down um 
just I would just say just keep keep doing what you're doing keep uh just speaking your own truth because it does plant seeds and maybe one day they'll message us saying you know it, it really helped us or what you said just made a difference keep living your truth I think as well um what I've noticed as well is that you said you're gonna you're gonna meet you're gonna meet like a sort of big confrontation not confrontation what was the word you used again sorry you're gonna when you're like the waking up resistance. People, resistance around you're gonna make yeah. a resistance because I think I've, I know I spoke about this before on the podcast but I think at times is that you know you people as well have a character and a perceived person of who you, who you are you know you've got to remember that people have maps of reality of, of what of the type of person you are and when you start changing your uh, character you know you also affect the character that they have of you in their Definitely, mind yeah. so that's where like the the tension comes up in your life because I've even felt it now you know for example, I haven't spoke about this much in the podcast, but me and you are about to, you know, we're about to embark on something different. I'm not going to go into it too far, but we're about it. We are really about to change up the patterns in our lives, you know. And um, I felt it with family members around me now, you know. I thought that I'd, like, I thought I'd, I'd healed so much stuff and done the work, you know. But even some, like, you know, just family members and people around us, it's like you, you can feel the, the, the tension of, like, of that aspect of where, you know, they may be. You know, I'm not, and I'm and I'm not saying it's like from a place of, you know, it's not from a place of being nasty or an evilness. It's just a, it's just like a um, a point of like, you know, unconscious sort of um, something unconscious that they that they that they haven't maybe seen or haven't faced. You know, that's still bubbling and still trying to like be the puppet master of their mind. You know, sort of saying. Yeah, I think I'm going to mention Teal Swan again, but she says manipulation is trying to get your needs met through the back door. That's all it is. It's trying to get your needs met unconsciously. So there might be family members that you know that you know that really love us and need us for emotional support in some some areas. And if they say that that's going to be taken away soon, you know they're going to be unconsciously acting out because you know they know what's coming. But I think um, I know it's just it is just important to to get in alignment now more than ever with you know what's happening in the world. No, definitely. We know what we were speaking before about um, family members and stuff. I want to speak about this. Um, and obviously, if you're not okay to speak about it, I'll speak about it from my perspective. But you know the the quote by uh, Ramdas where he says, "You know, if you think you're uh, enli- yeah. if you think you're enlightened, go and spend a, a week with your family." Well, that's obviously something that me and you've had to do, you know, the last couple of weeks and months. Yeah. And it really is interesting because, you know, you, you do all this deep, profound work and you get on this spiritual high, high pedestal in your mind thinking, oh, I'm a spiritual master, I can do this, I can do this. Look, I'm healing my body through energy. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> but um, I think there is a huge aspect of where, you know, if you do think you're enlightened, go and spend a week with your family, you know, Oof. go and spend two yeah. weeks and you'll, you'll see um, how enlightened you truly are because I've clearly... Um, that's something that I definitely still struggle with, you know. Oh, definitely me too. Um, you know, parents are really good at pushing your buttons because they're the ones that installed them. I remember, like, when I was um, living in my old house and not living with my mom, I was like, felt like you know, nothing can, nothing can knock me down anymore. I'm all right. And then as soon as I go back to living with my mom, it's a, uh, it's like I'm acting like the most resentful teenager ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, and it is, it is mental. It just. But what it's really good at showing you is the stuff, the aspects of yourself that needs healing. The it's just deeper healing that's taking place, and it's it's bloody difficult, and you know. But I think maybe that's why we've been put in that position for a reason. To kind of, it's time to heal those kind of deeper wounds that were programmed at an early age. Yeah, definitely. Here's a question I want to throw out to you, right? What's what's some what's a 
Can you, 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 like you said before, you I know you're a deep thinker and you think of big questions, right? What's a question right now in your mind? What, what's something, a question that you're asking yourself right now in your life? A question that I'm asking I know you're myself. asking many questions, but what's the, what's a question that keeps coming up in your head all the time? Ooh, you put us on the spot there. What keeps coming up? Maybe it's not so much a question, but what I am thinking about a lot is like how deep the disconnection goes. Because I'm seeing, you know, when we've been doing this like deep work with it inside ourselves, I'm kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of got a, not a vision, but I got a message that the, the disconnection in society is running very deep at the moment. So what I'm asking myself at the moment and what I'm questioning is um, how do we get the mass public to do shadow work? Mm. How do we get them to start uh, healing those subconscious traumas when society's stacked up in a way to prevent that and stop them and keep them in a perpetual state of just unconscious reaction? Put ayahuasca in the water supply. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. That's one way to do it. But uh, yeah, that's one thing I'm asking myself because I... You know what, you, you, I love this yin and yang aspect about us because it's like, I'm like, oh, it's not all love and light, Dan. You know, there is this darkness out there and you're like, but this, but this, it's, it's all right though. And when I said that, I like, I did, I knew the disconnection within humanity was bad, but I got a glimpse of like how deep it goes and it really did scare us. Of um, like civil war kind of riots, kind of levels of disconnection, but you were like, it's all right though it's it's all gonna we work out for the light <laughs> and i love that about you because you do i do kind of tend to get stuck in these sort of, sort of vibrational states of it's all doom and gloom as a totalitarian state coming uh, with the new world orders yeah you know don't don't get us wrong i feel them levels you know i feel the levels of that i, I felt it the day you know today was one of them days where i was looking around you know and i was looking around at people still wearing the masks and you know i felt that deep level of like of disconnect you know from who we truly are but it's just you know through what what we talked about initially in the podcast it's just because some of the experiences that, I've, that i have had of they, they constantly keep reminding us these deep levels of these deep experiences where i feel you know like that that universal oneness you know i, I get these i get these downloads and stuff like that and I, and i know that i know that there is i know there's evil in the world you know i know there's darkness because i have faced it you know in certain ex certain experiences that i've had but at the same time i know that if there is also evil, you know, there's also a great, there's also must mean there's a great powerful force, which yeah. is love as well, you know, which I, I know there is. Yeah. And more, and I just feel like, you know, and I just, I don't know, sometimes when you have these experiences, I just, I just know, I've got a deep feeling within that. I know that, um, that it is going to all be good in the end, you know. Yeah. I've spoke about this analogy before, but, you know, for example, the birthing process of a of a, a woman having a baby. You know, initially the birthing process looks like something that is a bad thing. It's stressful. It's tension. You know, but eventually, at the end of that, something something um, beautiful is born. So I do know that to, to to create things in life, you do have to have challenge. You do have to have tension. Yeah. Um. You have to have a push and a pull. You know, to to create something. You have to have the light and the dark at the same time to to create the polarity of of what this experiencing is. So I just try to. You know, I, re I there's a part of me that revels in that, like in the in the in face in seeing and feeling the, the aspect of darkness. Because I'm not dismissing this darkness, you know. Yeah. But I'm just like so much like in a place of mind where I don't know. I feel like I'm like bring it on, you know. Like yeah. I don't know. It's like there's just a there's just a bigger pull within us that that um 
that knows no matter what, I, I will keep pushing to, to do what's right in my life. And I think that's what we've all got to do in our lives, you know, because people are going to be, you know, that's why for one of them for me is, is to not wear a mask, you know, is to stand up for that because the I think that these, I don't know if the right word's battles, but I'm going to use that word. But I think in our lives, every single morning, there's there's we get a cho- we get choices. We get choices every single second in our day. You know, you get a choice when you wake up in the morning. You get the option to make your bed or not. You get a choice to to do yoga or not. You get a choice to to drink some water or drink some fizzy pop. You get a choice to go to the supermarket and wear a mask or not. And these little things are energy, you know. And you by you um, putting your attention in them, you're saying that I want to see more of this, you know, in my reality. Yeah. So by so f- so for me by going to the supermarket and not wearing a mask. I'm telling the universe that I don't want this in my reality. I don't want this now, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna do. So no matter what is in my reality right now and going on around us, I'm gonna. You know, I'm not gonna wear a mask. You know, I'm gonna keep being true to to me. If this is a if this is a test of the like people, everyone says that this world's a test of the soul. Yeah. You know, well, okay, it might be, but you know, and and with there's darkness around us, but I'm just gonna continue being. I'm going to be, be the light, you know. If the darkness is there all the time, I'm just going to keep being the light. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because yeah. it does absorb you, this world, you know. It's like, um, you know, uh, the, the like the Maya, it's the great illusion, you know. Yeah. Like, like the great pleasure is everything, taste, touch, touch uh, smell, fuck, you know, everything yeah. pulling you in. But, you know, we get a choice every single moment in our lives to, to put the mask on or not put the mask on. And that causes a chain of reaction that later on down the line that creates a new paradigm definitely um then i'm just thinking like the way i like what you said about this um like being a birthing process 2020 mm-hmm. i definitely feel like if 2020 was a tarot card it would be the tower like everything's just kind of burning down collapsing everything's like just going to shit and i'm just that's the question i am i kind of asking myself at the moment is how do we cushion the blow of that you know um we can see the disconnection is heating up. Like, you know, you, you can go on social media and see that. And we watched a very, well, it was it was a good documentary the other day, The Social Dilemma, but... So that, that's I, the documentary Social Dilemma that was on Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about basically, um, I didn't agree with everything it said, but it, it, did, it did make some really good points on how social media companies kind of want to keep your attention for as long as possible for the sake of like supplying you with advertisements and getting more money from advertisers. And so they've done this thing. They they know how long you spend on each post. They know what you like. They know what gets you, what keeps you engaged. So they kind of feed you this emotionally charged content that gets you to be on the app longer. And I feel like as we've been using these apps, we're kind of programming them with our shadows and all our shadows are kind of coming out of the surface. So it's like, people are like, oh, you know, it's those racists, it's those, you know, this that it's self kind of self and other dynamic that's going on this in group out group dynamic and I'm kind of trying to think of at the moment of how to kind of get people to take themselves out of this emotional addiction that they're kind of facing like maybe because I see when I go onto Facebook it's all you know and you you have a lot of experience with that with the algorithms on Facebook kind of pushing forward things that are controversial and angry because it it gets more screen time for users gets more attention gets more attention and what I'm trying to think of at the moment is how to kind of make people aware of this psych- cycle because it is a, it's a, ex- they're exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology and the human psyche. So what I'm thinking of is how to kind of make people aware of that cycle so they can take ownership. Like, okay, um, I've looked at this content on Instagram or Facebook. It's made me feel angry. 
and then I want like I want them to kind of process that and maybe go okay I don't want to feel angry you know I'm going to take a step away from that and work through why I'm feeling angry what's this triggering inside me what shadow aspect is coming up because if we carry on like keep if we keep just you know subconsciously just reacting to whatever we're seeing online and what we're being fed it's gonna it is gonna be like bad it's gonna be quite scary but that's what's on my mind at the moment is how do we get people to kind of do that shadow work and look inside themselves I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how we how we can fully do that. You know, yeah. especially on a, on a mass scale. I mean, I know. For, I know one thing that I'm thinking of right now. I know that we. What I feel now is I have a responsibility to. No, I'm not saying that I'm not still going through work, doing work myself. I'm always doing work. Yeah. But I think there's a there's a there's a level that you can get to. You know, where you've done enough work, where you can help other people, you can catch other people. Because I think there's an importance now. I think there's. You know, I'm seeing it now. I see it in you. I see it in other people around us people who have been doing the work like for the last couple of years you know and they've really been doing the work in the thick of it and i think they've developed enough awareness to help catch people and i think there's more people now in position in positions where they can catch people who are, who are coming through because you know this this work that's coming now you're gonna you know it, it's it's like i've noticed it in my family members you know like who you wouldn't expect i've seen the work happening yeah. you know i can feel it um you know and I, I think more and more people now are getting are going to get pulled into this and when it's in we know how hard it's been for us you know oh, definitely i mean yeah. i thought it was somebody who was um i mean the, the the levels that this goes to i mean this levels i haven't even seen yet but the levels of like disconnect with inside the self it goes so deep the shadow that needs to be um worked on and stuff you know but so and we thought it's been hell you know it's going to be it's also going to be hell for other people you know it's going to be a challenging time so we need to be i think we need to be mindful but also we re- we're ready to you know, by doing this podcast now, we are catching it. We're catching people who who need the who need the help as well. You know, but it, I feel like we need to have more leaders within commun- in, in society. You know, because I think one of the biggest disconnects now is that, and this I felt this growing up as a, a young man in the world that there's no leaders to look around to. You know, you yeah. don't have any um, people that you can look at and go, you know, he he sounds like he's speaking about something that's alright, or she sounds like she's speaking about alright. You know, you look at all the celebrities and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, the, the the spewing out absolute garbage and nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I don't know. I think we just need, it's coming. You know, we need more. We need more leaders that that people can um that can catch people in in the correct manner that's that's what i feel anyway definitely and i think that's part of the like awakening process that's happening more people are coming forward and they're going to be leaders in different different avenues probably things that we can't even consciously comprehend at the moment but i, I like that about you because so there i was kind of sucked into like you know oh it's it's doom and gloom but then you're you're back up with the um you know I think you, you don't know. I just I really like how you balance this out. Just like, sucking on your ego hard. <laughs> no, but I think it's you know, I, I, like I said again, I know I know there is a there is an aspect of of e- of evil in the world. You know, what I yeah. mean, I mean, I can go down that trail for it, and but it gets back again what you said in the previous podcast that we did. You said you know you give your attention to 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 the evil it absorbs you because yeah. I remember like can you not remember when our when you you first start the journey right and you and there's a great importance to this right you know you're looking at conspiracy theories uh, all these conspiracy theories like alex jones and stuff and mm-hmm. we and david Icke. i know that they, they serve a great purpose you know they've Definitely. helped me on my journey i'm not saying that everything they say is correct but a lot of stuff they do say is 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 definitely bang on um 
but you look at the conspiracy side of things you know you're looking at all these like illuminati stuff and all these like child sacrifices and mm. all this stuff and um you know there's an importance to understand that because you have you, you create an awareness of, of what you're actually facing you know what you what what type of world you're in yeah but at the same time it can be cons- can be all consuming because yeah. I, I went down this rabbit hole i remember once where all i was looking at was just like pure like all the evil 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 and you start like you know you, you start feeling your own frequency inside yourself like being like oh like like low and stuff but then it's only when you start you balance that out again with like um you know things that are positive in the world or things that you can start working on elevating yourself in that it balances it out a bit definitely because I, I feel like my my cynicism is quite like is quite strong mm-hmm. because of all the stuff i've kind of seen i'm I have noticed that like weak point within myself to kind of discredit anything that comes from like a mainstream media source because it's oh you know the mainstream media tells lies it's all bullshit it is like yeah <laughs> yeah but the, <laughs> the thing is it's like there's such a level of distrust at the moment like with with everything we don't like I think we're getting to the point where we even argue like what is truth what what can we all even agree on and I know you've answered that question before that you know, there is something going on but like in terms of in this like I don't know things we can base agree on I think what social media and the internet's done is kind of everyone's living in their own little echo chamber and it's hard to kind of create a consensus of people that you know to get people to agree on like a sing a single thing I think I've felt that in my own life. I think in our own heads though we create an echo chamber you know we create an echo chamber of thoughts that are bouncing backwards and forwards and all all the time. I don't know, maybe that's why, like, you know, that's maybe why. I'm just, I'm analysing now as I was having thought, you know. I'm actually analysing, maybe that's why we do have this disparity in society, you know. It serves a purpose within, um, it serves a, a purpose in, especially in my life, because I get to see, like, the complete opposite to what I'm holding in my mind now. And I, I, I'm trying to, like, so for example, in my mind now, I'm just, I'm completely seeing the disconnect in society, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing people walking around with masks. I'm turning like I dip into the news or something, which I definitely don't recommend doing. But like I've said, I'm doing it for this purpose, you know. So I dip into the news and I'm seeing them like just sprouting off like complete like garbage, you know. It's like it's even like it just looks like a comedy act, you know. Like the, the, it's just so from through my reality that I hold in my mind, it's so like not a la- in a line. Yeah. So like I'm trying to like hold that hold where I'm at in my mind now and then like sort of. Like look around, like a fa- like you know, like I've seen the dance move in in between as well. Like, oh, the yeah. like I'm I'm like a fish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like swimming around like this, doing this, <laughs> looking around. But I'm like trying to like hold that thought in the back of my mind and, and have my hand in front of us, waving around like a fish, and like feeling out like that over the level of disconnect. And am am I too like am I too am, is my perspective of, of of reality too far back? You know, in in respect to what is actually reality. You know, and I'm trying to see if I can find that medium ground the way I see the world. I can't find it at the moment, you know, because the part of the self that's right here is too strong. Maybe that's it. But maybe that's it. It serves a purpose to do that, to check in with yourself and see where you're at in your own life and the direction that you, you the direction you want to take in your life. Definitely. Sorry, I, I got distracted there and knocked the microphone. <laughs> but um, I just, because we were saying... We we're talking about this the other day. It was like when we hear stuff on the radio, it's it's like a different perceptual reality that's happening. You know, we um, 
we climbed Cap Bell's Peak at the Lake District at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the top, like nobody was social distancing, nobody was wearing a mask. Everyone was just like in a really high vibe state, just enjoying the views. Then like you turn on the radio and it's like, 500 deaths from coronavirus, please wear a mask and, um, and stuff like that. So it's like, it's hot because we're not around people in, in cities. We don't spend a lot of time with other people. It's hard to kind of see who's actually buying into that reality. You know, I know a vast majority, like all your audience and people on YouTube probably don't buy into that reality, but I just, I'm interested to see like what the actual numbers are. Mm-hmm. It's hard because it's like with the way, I don't know, because the way social media set up with our own different feeds, I just feel like it's hard to get like a clear, concise number of, I don't even know how you would, how you would kind of view that anyway. No, I don't, but I think they're, they're doing that on purpose. You know, you want that on purpose. If you're like in a, 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 a system that wants to, you know, wants to control and wants to, to, to appropriate a certain reality and a certain way of seeing, you know, you're going to, you're going to discard that, the, the ability to, to understand how many of you there is, you know. Yeah. Like how many people are truly like buying buying this, you know? But but that's controlled in a in a way through, you know, through saying that if you don't wear a mask, you're gonna get charged a hundred pound, you know. Mm. Or if you don't do this, you're not gonna be able to. You're gonna get sacked from your job, you know. Yeah. And it's hard for I think because I think there is a lot of people who are who are looking around and thinking, God, this is bullshit. This this doesn't this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense. We felt it around people around it and our families and stuff yeah. who who completely buy bought into COVID and, and still buy into it. Yeah. But then now they're slowly starting to like look around and go, fuck, this just does not make sense at all. This is just this is just stupid. But when does it get to the point, you know, where like, you know, you we you go, no, this isn't this is enough. When do we all take all our, all our masks off and, and cuddle each other on the street and stuff like that. I don't know, but now you, you're right though because there is. You know, like when we were, um, like for example, you said we were at the way at the, way at the weekend. We went to the Lake District, and um, you know what? Like we're we're in nature, and like you know, nature has a complete different language. You know, like I think I think she was Duncan Trussell who said this in a quote, right? Duncan Trussell said, like, I bet there's some guy right now who's uh, who's meditating under a tree somewhere that doesn't even. Or, or sorry, like in, or in a tribe somewhere that doesn't even—he's not even living in fear. He just know what the hell's going on. He says, "God bless that man." Yeah, but it is that. true, you know. Like if, if like if you weren't like you know if you if you were absorbed in a in a in a reality like where you didn't have to listen to news, you know, you weren't dependent on like on going going to a job nine to five. Would you know anything was going on? I mean, even if you just walked outside now and there was no one wearing any masks, would you really think anything was going on? Because you, you wouldn't. Because there's nothing. There, there there isn't going anything going on. That's the that's the point. Yeah, I mean, the only evidence I've got, like, in my reality, that there's a virus or because of of the, like, lost my trail of thought. But like, that there's a virus going on is um that there's people wearing masks and mm. the screens put up. But it's kind of like if you. If you take the virus out of it, it's like, what does that mean? Like, the the mask over the mouth, the screen so we can't talk to each other. It's all kind of set up in a way to kind of stop people from congregating and mm. socializing and sharing ideas. And it's, it is kind of, I think this we're going to jump topics here, but it is kind of set up all in a way. Like, let's do everything online. Let's kind of get humans to spend as much time online as possible. And I think we'll both know why that is. No, no. But Bill Hicks said it as well. He said it years ago. He said... Let's all buy bigger locks and um, hide away in our houses, you know, yeah. and never see anyone. But it, there is no that because you know I, I was gonna I was gonna throw I was gonna throw just a random thing out there. <laughs> it's just a thought that I've had. But like you know, if there is like a, um, 
I know, I know that this deeper awareness is 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 is, is um it's probably independent of, of anything that can be manipulated through technology or something like that. But if you you know if there is a if there is a mass awakening that is happening, you know where more people are 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 tuned into senses with inside themselves and people are activating certain people as you walk down the street. You know, like Dolores Cannon talks about this how. Mm wherever you go in the world you know you leave a seed of energy that that, that um interacts with other people's fields and other people's auras that yeah. are, that invokes consciousness within them you know like i think the egyptians spoke about that how they believe that the pyramids were a beacon of consciousness that you know the second that you stare at them and it invokes something within inside yourself that like makes you see a different re- perceptional reality and plants that seed and if you are gonna like i know this is going out there and massive you I mean you just talk about the physical side of things that it affects but from like a uh, like a metaphysical perspective if you are not like you know if you because i know collectively right that when certain amounts of people like are together things can happen and can emerge like especially with with intention and things like that and yeah. there's also unconscious metaphysical things that are constantly in fields of energy that are interacting when we're with certain groups of people and if they're putting a limit on a certain amount of people and energy that can be created like for example one of the most beautiful things that in my opinion is um where this energy energy is cultivated is in um you know like music music events and music yeah. con- concerts where like like-minded people get together and they, they create this energy and this ambience together where they can have these amazing experiences even for example you know you can't even do like things like ayahuasca ceremonies can't be partaken now retreats can't be taken out can't be done you know even yeah. for example um there's probably an argument for like sporting events where they where that energy is cultivated in the human the human spirit you know yeah. so at the minute really you know it's like that the human spirit um where energy is cultivated is like is being pushed down and, and squished definitely um I and mean, we were talking about this um a couple of weeks ago saying like when we were, we were kids there was more of a sense of community in the mm. towns that we lived in now I don't feel any sense of community mm. and the only sense of community I have is is online and that's it's good because we can more like-minded people can meet up and people with like different perceptions of reality can meet up but what we also need is community groups on the ground we need people in the physical kind of getting together because it's all well and good like talking about all of this sort of metaphysical stuff and the awakening that's happening online mm. But if nobody's putting that in place inside the inside a community level, then what good is it really? It's just kind of playing to this agenda of like merging our consciousness with AI and kind of going into the cloud. But um, I think that's why I appreciate Owen Benjamin so much because he's, you know, he kind of saw what was coming and he decided to get his own land, start growing his own fruit and veg, being active in his community, starting a homestead. And I think that's what's really missing, especially at maybe I'm just talking from my own life because I don't see it but maybe there is st- aspects of the community still out but that but I do feel like in England especially it's like we are very isolated from each other mm. very very isolated community deprived yeah definitely lost <laughs> no no <laughs> it's not a good point you know I felt that I, I, we have went I have went over parts of the world though and you know and that that community aspect is 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 really rife but you know COVID will affect that because I watched it um, there's a guy on YouTube I can't remember what he's called now um, oh, I can't remember. This guy basically travels around the world, you know, and he's got he just like vlogs every experience and interaction with people. And it's really cool. And uh, he was like talking about the the social dynamic of how COVID COVID will affect, like, say, a, a village in Sri Lanka, because their whole community aspect is is set up in a way that you know they they share they share they share a well, you know, they share um 
spices and herbs and some people give some apples and some people give some fruit and bananas but if you do want to if you do want to sever like that connection because there's, there's true strength in that you know there's true strength in community you know there's always been true strength in tribal and tribalism you know where yeah. like because if like we know that as human beings true power and, and true uh, true powers in you being self, a self-reliant human being you know that's why like tribes in the past like the native american stuff like that have been they got wiped out you know because you know, they didn't require, like, going to school and stuff like that. You know, they would, like, white man would come over and say, oh, we'll give you an education, you know, or, and we'll give you a, a house and we'll give you some clothes and stuff. And, and they're like, no, it's better over here. It's much better, you know, with three. Yeah. We can run around and do whatever yeah. we want, you know, and don't have to tell your bullshit. But it's like, the whole world's trying, It's it's been leading like that for years and years, you know, slowly taking away the, the true human uh, the human human the, fun, the true human fundamentals yeah. that, that that give the foundation to be to be to tap into the true self and um once that's taken once that's been taken away fully you know from that position anyone can do anything there you mm-hmm. know they can like they can manipulate they can say like here's a vaccination you know yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it if your paychecks relying upon like mm-hmm. you know going to work nine or five what are you, what are you going to do like if you because we've all got responsibilities if you've got a family and you've got a kids who need pain you know when it comes down to it and you know you haven't got food on the table you're probably just going to get the vaccination you're probably just going to wear a mask yeah you know i think um it's important to, because before we had this little bit of attention because you know i don't like the confrontation of um not wearing a mask when i go to the supermarket but you know when you you confronted that guy when we had a bit of a thing in the supermarket with some guy i tell him what to put masks on and you were like, don't let a weak man tell you what to do. And I think, you know, I, you know, I appreciate the fact that you don't mind confrontation. You can kind of stand up for that. And what's that's what we really need is we need people to stop acquiescing, and to, and to do it in a way, but do it in a way that isn't so confrontational. Do it in a way that's kind of sees the fear from the other side, but does it in a loving way, kind of. And I liked it because Owen Benjamin says it's like you know what what happened what would have happened if his great 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 grandfather said no to the sh- no to wearing shoes because that was the first step put put on shoes for the roads and then then you know go to university get this what was if like he said um, this person had said no at the stage of shoes you know what what would life be like so I, I know there is an important balance it would be a lot different <laughs> definitely but I think I know it's maybe that might be a, bit a lot rid- stronger yeah. <laughs> might be a ridiculous example but it, it it proves a point that it's like at some point we need to stop acquiescing there's no point going well we'll we'll wear the masks but we'll still do the work but we need to stop wearing the masks because you know to exchange the word mask with vaccine change it with you know um you don't get the vaccine you don't get the supermarket you don't get to eat you don't get to travel just i think this is the point where we're, we're having to stand up and kind of say enough's enough how far does it go because it's a good point because you know i've thought about this right you know because with me doing these podcasts in person i've intentionally done these podcasts in person because if there's a human element that's missed by doing them online you know it's it's a lot easier to do them online but i want to do them in person because it's something more special special for the audience special for me just it's you know what i mean it's a yeah. deeper deeper form of communication but the you know during lockdown when i had to jump back on uh, zoom and do some conversations what happened was was um during that period um because i went from the transition of doing them in person then jumping back onto zoom i actually like started seeing the the transitions 
because you know when you're in something you can't generally see it so when you're just doing podcasts online all the time or you're messaging someone on facebook all the time not having real communication sometimes you know the the awareness of of maybe that's not quite right it'll it'll start getting murky because it'll just become second nature that this is just this is just the way it is and i feel like maybe in the past you know i know these transition these deep transitions have happened for all out human civilization where you know like well, supposedly, if this is the theory, that's right. You know, like we become, we come from hunter-gatherers or early humanoids or whatever you want to call it. This, this obviously, I know there's, we have conspiracies around that, but just using that as an example, and the hunter-gatherer doesn't get to see the the transitions. You know, becoming the modern-day man. I mean, you could just use the Native Americans for example. Yeah. You know, they slowly were integrated into society. They started like, you know, um, wearing clothes. Um, you know, eating eating different types of foods. You know, living in different types of houses. Um, you know, integrated into the into the Monday world, and we don't get to see them like them deep transitions in our lives. Um, and I, maybe I think now we're at a point in civilization where it seems like there's a we're at this big point where a lot of them changes could be could be coming, and I, I, like are are on the cusp of coming. You know, for mm-hmm. example, like. You've talked about this, uh, like, a, what's the word you use? Like a biomedical... Surveillance. A biomedical surveillance tip. That's clear to see, you know. You're driving down the road now and the cameras, um, the, cam- the amount of cameras that's being put up, mm. 3G, uh, 5G towers, many different things now, you know. You can, you can, if you just pay attention, you can slowly start seeing things slowly, slowly emerging. Yeah. And uh, I just don't know, it's like, I, I don't know what it's going to come to, you know. It's like, how far are we going to get down that line where it becomes too far, like too too long gone? Is it going to be? I know we've talked about this before, but is it going to be a splitting off where people, you know, live a, have a different reality? And as Dolores Cannon says, it's going to be a splitting of consciousness. I don't, I don't know. It's just like ra- trying to unravel that. Whatever you can do. <laughs> I think uh, what we need to do is get out of cities. Get get as best we can. Get out of cities. Um, because that's where the most control is going to happen and where the most polarity is going to take place. I think getting into the countryside, getting buying your own land, I think that's the way forward. But like, here's something, right? I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? Okay. Because a lot of people can't do that, right? A lot of people are just playing devil's advocate. A lot of people are in positions right now where people listen to this podcast are in cities and they can't, they can't, they haven't got the movability to do that. You know, they've got family, yeah. they've got kids. That's what people are going to see. Definitely. People are going to see. You yeah. know, I know. I know that on the opposite side of that, you can, no matter what it is, you can, you can do anything in life. You mm-hmm. know, so how, how do we, how can we like cultivate, um, from that position? How can people start cultivating that? And for me, what I'm just going to say now is to combat what I'm going to say, is like, you know, you can start taking your power back slowly in your yeah. own life. You know, you can start like, for example, you can. You know, there's like this, this brilliant like projects and schemes where like, where um, people like have um share like allotments in cities and things like that. You know, or people like there's like wild foraging things where people can like collect food and stuff like that. And I know that's not you're not going to collect all your food by wild foraging, especially not in the UK in the winter. Yeah. And maybe other countries as well that have more wintry climates and things like that. But even for example, like your own psychological power, you can start taking that back. You can start like managing your money a little bit better. You know, like. Like there's a great documentary on Netflix called I watched this as part of my journey, uh, minimalism. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a great one. You know, you can start like, because minimalism is not just about the physical objects. You know, it's about the psychological 
elements within inside your mind that you that you also hold and so dear to yourself you know because a lot of these things in our, our lives that do hold us back are, are not just physical elements they're psychological and you can start like minimalizing your the the, the things in your mind like the the, the, the non-physical chains that hold you in your life you can start move moving them away and things like that definitely um when i was growing up my dad gave me this really good analogy of the backpack mm-hmm. it's like you go through your life with a backpack on and the more things you know you accumulate the more that goes in the backpack so say you get a car payment that goes in the backpack you get a mortgage in the backpack a house in the backpack kids and all these kind of things weigh you down so how i've lived my life with through that analogy is to kind of you know try not to get myself into situations that really do tie me down but um i understand that's not the case for a lot of people like people a lot of people have more responsibilities so what i'd suggest is just you know the act of just starting to get in tune with yourself and maybe make time to sit with your thoughts just anything that kind of takes you out of the state of unconsciously reacting is you taking your power out of the system that's already sucking your energy just start taking your energy back into your your own body um dr joda spencer has some really good meditations on how to get your energy away from the the stresses of the the material world and try to transmute that back back into your brain to use that as creative energy um so i've used a couple of his meditations and they've actually been they've been pretty life-changing but yeah just um little steps like that every day like little rituals to to kind of take away these deeply ingrained um programming and shadow aspects that we've been that have been put on us joe, joe dispenza what i like about joe dispenza is that <coughs> you know he's he, i don't know he's such a um because that was one of the books I know you're reading the book Supernatural now, and I've I've got that in Audible as well, and I want to listen to more of it. But um, because I've listened to about half of it, but I I said you remember last time I wanted yeah. to revisit it again because I've got new lenses now because I think that's what we're constantly doing. We have new le- in our lives. You know, you you read a book at the beginning of your journey, your your awareness heightens, you get new lenses, and then you sort of it's good to go back and revisit the book because you start to see new things and that you yeah. didn't see before. But I think. The work of Joe Dispenza is a really powerful one because I think in the world right now is, you know, this like, because he's, in my opinion, he's bridging this gap between like um, what's classed as sort of woo-woo-y versus like, yeah. um, like from a science perspective. And it's, and it's really hard to do that, but he started doing it on a mass scale and he's starting to show people like how you have the, like the powers always within you, you know, to do any, to do anything you want. I remember as well, like, you know, because there's a huge, uh, this is like going to change the topic a little bit, you know, talking about beliefs and stuff like that, because I think beliefs is a, a big, powerful thing, because, you know, society in general, it's like, it's, you know how you have, um, we've, I think we've talked about this before in the last podcast, can't remember now, but, you know, like how you, you have parents and stuff, like telling the kids not to believe in the imaginary friend and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you start like looking at the fabric of reality right now, everything around us is like, is like not in general like the walls and stuff like well maybe the walls are <laughs> not real well they're not real <laughs> but um i'm talking like in terms of like you know the, these physical elements within society that that prop society up like you know like you've got like, like the money system laws and legal system and everyone like attains to these laws mm-hmm. but really like if you when you break them down they they are just like sort of they are fictional things that that we have only we only give power to do because we hold them up yeah. like money's a great example of that you know money's not real if like it's like basically with money you're just saying that like I'm just going to turn around right now and say that this cup 
is is ten pound. You know, I will give you this ten pound. Yeah. And because you, the fact that you believe that this is a transactional thing that you know you hope so you you'll spend all your life working to get it to save it up yeah. to buy things. But there's a big thing in society that that is um, fabricated on beliefs. Definitely. And um, one and obviously what I liked about Joe Dispenza's work is that I know he's breaking it down from more like a like a biomedical point of view, like talking about your body and stuff, how you can heal yourself and things. But that belief system and that understanding that you get from like understanding that 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 maybe my thoughts do create the internal um, reality of my body being sick or something like that or being whatever it whatever it is, is you can take that out bigger with inside yourself and start realizing that all these like all these things that are prep um, what's the word like I can't prep I can't say the word I'm terrible at saying words sometimes but like sort of um, propping up our reality in our lives, all these different things that are pre- uh, propping up our reality in our minds um you know they're not they're not so as fixed as you think you know mm-hmm. your situation in the way that you you see life isn't so fixed you know like um you know the, the nine, nine or five job that you work isn't your identity it's not you you know you you know you're not like you know what i mean it's hard to explain yeah definitely it's like um the scene it's like the matrix you know everyone holds the matrix up because of their collective belief in it and I think, you know, once you start re- realizing that, you know, beliefs, your beliefs and perceptions create your, your reality. And then you start to see how the programming of how everybody's been kind of been programmed and to have these certain beliefs, that's when you can sort of take your power back away from a system that's been designed to kind of make you feel powerless and make you feel like you're not special. And I like that Terence McKenna quote where he says, uh, you, you are the center of the mandala that this whole this whole universe is based around you not from a narcissistic point of view but like from a higher dimensional perspective everything that you come into contact in your life is for for you it's a mirror of yourself it's for your own expansion and I think if more people started to believe that the more the world more rapidly the world would change for the better let's leave it there definitely boom 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 peace and love peace and love
Outside to the middle and of course I died And off to the border to get the time on 